welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com pad. And as a special for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners, you'll get a free guidebook consultation after you make your guidebook. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I have a really cool guest. His name is Mike Claremont, and he is a Hostfully host. And I'll talk a little bit more about what that means. But first, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jasper. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure, man. How's it going? You are in Los Angeles, I believe. Yes, I am. I'm in LA, good old sunny California. Awesome. (laughs) I miss that place. (laughs) Always have a great time there. So Mike has been a listener to the podcast for a while, I believe, right? Yeah, I found you. uh, I stumbled across it. Not too long, actually. It's been a few months and uh, I got the book and I've been loving it and just really give me a lot of great tips to uh, take my place and uh, my Airbnb business to the next level. It's been awesome. Awesome. And as I mentioned, you are a hostfully host. And let me talk a little bit about what that means because it's kind of cool. Hostfully, they started a program uh, which is called the Hostfully Host Program. And what it means is that if you are using the Hostfully Guidebook that you can get for free, that you can use to send to to your guests, if you are using it, then you can apply at hostly.com. You can apply to be a hostfully host. And if you are one of the lucky ones who will get chosen, you get a free organic bed sheets from the clean bedroom and you'll be featured on their travel blog on Medium, which is apparently it's one of the biggest travel blogs on Medium. It has like 48,000 followers. So it could be quite beneficial for your Airbnb listing. And also I will... Occasionally, I will interview one of the hostfully hosts. And, and so I think the way they select them is they kind of look at your guidebook and they select the most beautiful ones and the people that are doing really well in Airbnb that are being really good hosts, having really good reviews. So if you want to apply, just go to hostfully.com. And uh, Mike, that's what Mike did. And so he is now on the podcast. So I'm excited to talk to him about his Airbnb listing. And we'll also talk about a small problem that he ran into with bedbugs. That was uh, slightly challenging. And then we'll finish up with a few questions that he had for me. And I thought it'd be cool to discuss those on the podcast. So with that, Mike, let's dive into it. Let's hear it, man. Like, What's your Airbnb experience been like? How did you get started? Started. Let's hear the story. All right. Well, it started a couple years ago, two years ago, I guess. I'm in you know Venice Beach, my place. It's a small studio, ideally located a block from the beach. And you know, I just started. I've only been in LA for a few years. I was in New York before that. I'm a total beach person. I'm also a professional musician. 
And I do a lot of touring and just traveling for pleasure as well. well I mean, it's all fun. But anyway, I just, I live, LA so big. I live kind of more on the east side of town, more of the music stuff's happening. And I miss the beach. And I was just like, well, you know, I'd known about Airbnb, but I hadn't really used it too much. And I was like, well, just kind of the idea popped in my head. Like, what if I just rented a place right by the beach and then, you know, hosted on Airbnb? That way I could just have a place to go stay at in between bookings and stuff and just go hang at the beach and stuff. So I just, I really didn't do any research, to be honest with you, into how well it would work or or not. And I just kind of took a leap of faith and it just paid out, you know, really well. Like it just, it's been going great. You know, without knowing anything right off the bat, I listed it on Airbnb and within a week or two, like half the summer was booked out. This was in like May. I was very pleasantly surprised and just kind of figured it out as I went for the first season. And then last year, you know, being the second year, you know, just kind of figured a few things out, always improving it. And, you know, it's just steadily kind of growing, still just really steady bookings. And then Thankfully, this year I found Jasper's awesome book, which I highly encourage everyone to get because it's just this, you know, being my third year, it was just very timely discovery. And it's allowed me to really like, sort of say, okay, I want to take this thing seriously. You know, I need to start getting five star reviews, you know, the whole thing. So it's just been great, just a great resource to really help me like, you know, making it really official and optimizing my, my Airbnb. What are some of the changes that you've since made since you started sort of taking it a bit more serious? Well, you know, I love taking photos. So that's always been, I think right off the bat, I had great photos. And I think that was the one thing I just sort of really helped, you know, and I I think I have a decent eye for like what I'm a traveler, you know, and that's, that's something too, that I think really helped me. That was one of my, my strengths is that like, I know what I like when I travel. So I think I know what other people might be looking for. So anyway, as I went, you know, I, I really did listen to the reviews. Like you say, it's just such an important thing. And, you know, people gave me feedback as I went and some things were just really needed to change. They're like, okay, you need to do this. I was like, all right, done. going to do it just trying to think what, you know, like some just painting and new carpet, like my landlord really, I took over a lease. So my landlord really did zero when I moved in. I think the place, I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but I think the place had fleas the day I moved in and I was just like, oh my God. So I had to take care of that. I had to get new carpet, you know, paint it myself. I basically had to do everything and just kind of just fixing it up, making it look nice and just making it a place that I want to go hang out at. Cause that was the whole idea is like, rent it out. And then I go stay there in between and making it really comfortable. It's kind of got like, I surf too. So it's got like a sort of Southern California beach vibe surfer kind of theme. So, you know, that's as I went, I just sort of gradually improved. Right. And you're, you mentioned you have a landlord, so you're renting this place. Yep. I am renting. Awesome. Uh, I'm curious to know, does your landlord know you're putting it on Airbnb? Did you make an arrangement to him or how does that work? Yes, they initially did not to be in all honesty. And, uh, you know, when they found out they were cool, we just we worked out an arrangement. So it's mutually beneficial. Everything is uh, copacetic. So awesome. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to be in agreement. And, you know, Absolutely. that prevents uh, trouble in the future. 
But talking about trouble, you did run into a challenge when you had bed bugs at some point. Um, I'm sure this is something that uh, other people might be worried about or other people had problems with and as well because those little buggers they, they do show up sometimes don't they so oh, yeah. um, we'd love to hear you know, how did you deal with that did it cause a lot of, of damage and also what are, what are the things that you can do to prevent it that's a great question because i think it's really important for people to uh you know put into place and prevent some really important preventative measures right off the bat because i mean this is something that completely took me by surprise Thankfully, it wasn't right in the middle of high season. It was the beginning of the season. I did have a week of canceled reservations, so it was a um, very costly fix, but thankfully they're gone. So what I did was um, I got it sprayed. I got the place sprayed. I canceled the week of reservations. I found a really good company, had the place sprayed completely, left the apartment as is for all the bed bugs to die. And then I had to, you know, just make sure I searched everything to make sure they were gone. I had to get rid of some furniture. The bed frame is where they generally hide. So I got a new bed frame and then put like this special encasement around the mattress so they cannot get into that. And then going forward, what I do, I just compiled like a short list, like bullet points of just facts about bed bugs. You know, they're expert hitchhikers. And then I send this to my guests about a week before they arrive in case they're traveling, just to let them know, look, this is an uncomfortable topic, but unfortunately they are on the rise like big time in the US and maybe throughout the world, I'm not sure. And, uh, you know, look, just say, as you're traveling, if you're checking into hostels, motels, don't ever put your luggage onto beds, like just some some really good advice for them to follow. And a lot of them are very, most of them are very appreciative because they didn't know the extent to which bed bugs are, uh, are out there. So, you know, I got some luggage racks. Always try to keep the luggage away from the bed. You know, guests should not ever, I mean, even hygienically, they shouldn't put their luggage on the bed. And, uh, you know, always vacuum thoroughly, empty your vacuum bag. And then also, this is crucial, in between every guest, check underneath and all around the bed frame, underneath the mattress. You should just have a really good vacuum anyway, but with a hose and then really just like run it all along the bed frame you know, just really keep an eye on it. It's just, it's really being aware, making sure. So that's what I do every time. And if you're doing it every time, it's, it's not gonna, you know, it, it becomes habit. So it's not a huge deal. Right. When you had to cancel some of your reservations, did you get penalized by Airbnb for that? Did you have to pay a fine or did you get the penalty where you're not eligible for super host status for a year? No, I did not. None of the above happened. They were the, actually the ones who canceled the reservation, the week of reservation. I, <laughs> To be honest, I thought I was going to be able to handle it because I had a, a couple days off or two or three days off in between the next guest. And I really just hopped on the situation, got a great pest control person to come out there and treat it and got their consultation. And they said, look, you should be fine for your next guest. I wanted to make sure that I was going to be fine before the next guest arrived. You know, I didn't want to chance it. But unfortunately, Airbnb, when they got wind of it, they just they are the ones who canceled a week of reservation. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's, it wasn't any kind of fine. It wasn't any kind of like negative thing. They were very um, appreciative that I was very um, quick to jump on the situation and thorough with everything. I was keeping them abreast of what I was doing and all the measures I was taking. So yeah, it was a positive thing all around. Yeah, it cost me a lot of money. But yeah, so after that, it was cool. I mean, it wasn't any kind of, 
you know, knock against my Airbnb reputation or, or anything like that. So, okay. So, well, that, that's good to know. So, but how did Airbnb find out that you contact them? One of the guests, they wrote a message saying that they got bitten. Oh, okay. So interesting. Yeah, so, so, so looking yeah. back, would you agree that it, it might just be a good idea? Like when just as for, you know, the listeners, if they ever run into this problem, you think it would be good, a good idea to just proactively contact Airbnb and say, Hey, listen, you know, I have this problem. I have a bunch of reservations coming up. I need to take care of this. You know, can you guys help me and cancel these reservations instead of just canceling them yourself? Because then you, you might get penalized. Absolutely. 100%. That let them do it. Like I said, they will cancel them. Like no questions asked. Any bed bugs, just a week's canceled, like just like that. But yeah, absolutely let them do it. Because I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of penalties if you do it. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, if you out of the blue, just cancel a week of reservations. It's definitely yeah. not going to do well for your uh, for your Airbnb listing, your business, your ranking. Yeah, Absolutely. there's a lot of uh, negative stuff that comes with that. So that's uh, that's definitely good to know. And I mean, yeah. this probably applies to some some other type of issues that people can run into with uh, other type of insects. I had the pleasure of waking up in my Airbnb in Taipei on the first night, and I opened my eyes and it was like giant cockroach just sitting on the wall, like literally. Like ten inches <laughs> from my Yikes. from my face, uh, which was not the uh, the most pleasant way to wake up. Uh, I managed to catch it and get rid of it. Um, oh, one little trick, by the way, if you don't want cockroaches, like in some tropical countries, like in Taiwan, there there's quite a lot of them. Uh, they tend to creep up through the little drainage in the bathroom. Now, that's oh. one way that they can they can get into your house. So now, I, what I do now is I, I put a big shampoo bottle on the drainage in uh, the bathroom so that they can't you know they can't come up through there so that kind of keeps them out anyway that's just a little side that, note <laughs> that, reminds me, that reminds me of uh one time i was traveling in new zealand and uh, i was at raglan and i was sleeping in like these they had all these cabooses in a field and like you could rent out like a caboose and you could sleep in it it was amazing but uh, i woke up one morning and the ceiling was not far above my face because i was on the top bunk the biggest spider I've ever seen was about, I don't know, five inches from my face. <laughs> Whoa. We learned to coexist. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty scary. I mean, you run into some interesting animals when you travel a lot. I've I've definitely had uh, my fair amount of spiders in my room, quite big okay. ones as well, especially in Brazil, oh. Indonesia. I, I've yet to have wake up with a snake in my bed. I've Fortunately, I haven't had that experience yet. Although I did run into quite a few snakes on uh, who would lie down on the in front of my room or in front of my house. Fortunately, I've, I've always survived. On another note, I mentioned it on, on this podcast before that I actually caused some damage in my Airbnb here in Taipei. Oh, I and saw I just, that. I, I, yeah, I just wanted to know to let people know how this, uh, what the resolution was. So I, I contacted the host, and I let her know that I wanted to pay for the damage, etc. And she was super cool about it. She was like, "Hey, don't worry, I will fix it once you know, once you you leave the apartment, I will have somebody fix it." And I was thinking, well, I mean, there's scratches on the door. I mean, the closet's kind of broken. I was thinking I need to go to IKEA, buy a new closet, and maybe even replace the door. So I was I was envisioning quite a substantial amount of damage, and you know even thinking maybe I can get it back from my liability insurance. But anyway, she she kept insisting that I didn't need to pay anything and that she would fix it. So uh, I kept telling her like, listen, you know this is 
I caused this damage. I want to pay for it. And eventually she, uh, she agreed. And so she sent me, uh, through the Airbnb resolution tools. She sent me, she requested a total amount of $50. And so wow. I, I paid it. I guess she probably got a, you know, some kind of person to make repairs. And I guess it wasn't, it wasn't that expensive. So it turned out, uh, to be all pleasantly resolved. She definitely handled it uh, really nicely. So I was, uh, I was very happy about that. Host, I can't emphasize how important it is to share recommendations of things to do or eat near your listing beforehand. Your guests won't have to go through TripAdvisor, Foursquare or Yelp. They won't have to scratch their head and think about possible places right in the moment. I've been using Hostfully to create an online and printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in Amsterdam. They use my recommendations and I'm getting fewer questions from my guests as a result. I've also included screenshots of my guidebook on my Airbnb listing as a way to differentiate my listing from others. So make your own guidebook at hostfully.com slash pad. Mike, you mentioned that you had a question for me before we started the podcast. Uh, we were chatting a little bit and I figured it'd be fun to to just have you ask a question, your question uh, on the podcast so other people can learn from it as well. So what's in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I guess my main question and I'm, I'm really curious about here is uh, the results, I should say, maybe of your investment research. I know you've bought at least one property internationally. You know, I'm always on the lookout for another property as well, maybe to buy this time. It sounds like internationally might be a little bit of a or a big hurdle as you have to, you know, pretty much have cash. But so domestically in my case, but any thoughts you might have on that would be great. Yeah, so uh, you're you're right. If you want to invest internationally, you kind of have to have cash because it's very hard to get a mortgage in one country to use the money to buy somewhere else, and also getting a mortgage in a foreign country is uh, is not always that easy too, and the rates tend to be really high as well. So I'd say yeah, definitely uh, foreign abroad definitely easiest with cash. Domestically, it's different. Uh, I've known a lot of people in the US actually who've gotten mortgages. And you know, as you know, right now, the mortgage rates are uh, pretty low. So it's I'd say it's it's definitely a good time to get a mortgage and, and buy a place and put it on Airbnb. Uh, nice. I know a lot of people who, who are making really good returns. The struggles, the challenges that those people run into are typically regulation related. And so I would, my advice would be before you buy a place, I would really do research and, and make sure that you're going to be able to legally rent it out. Uh, especially if you're buying in, in one of the bigger cities, like, you know, like New York, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, et cetera. Even if there's no regulations right now, you might also want to think about, you know, what potential regulations could come up in the future. And, you know, you can look at cities like San Francisco, Paris, London, and Amsterdam, where, you know, Airbnb has, has gone ahead and really cooperated with, with the local authorities to create a situation where, you know, the cities and Airbnb are both reached an agreement to to have certain regulations in place and i think you can use those cities as an example of what might happen in some other cities and so you know that's definitely one thing that you want to think about because you know buying a property it's for the long term so you don't want to run into some issues a couple of years later like i had to sell my house in amsterdam for example because it's just practically not possible anymore to to do Airbnb in Amsterdam if you want to do it the uh, the entire year. That's one thing. Um, the other thing is, 
um, you might want to consider some locations that where housing shortage is not really an issue in locations that are used to receiving a lot of uh, tourists and where people are used to renting out properties. You know, one place that comes to mind is a place that I've actually visited myself. It's called Joshua Tree, which is not too far from Los Angeles. And there, you yep. know, it's in the middle of the desert. It's hard to imagine there will ever be a housing shortage there. And it's also hard to imagine that there will ever be regulation against Airbnb or short-term renting. So, you know, those type of places, I figure, would be pretty, you know, sort of safe investments. Another thing you can do is there's some tools out there that you can use to sort of predict how much money you'll be able to make from Airbnb. One of those tools is called AirDNA. There's another one called Matchvisor. I know Everbooked has a, has a functionality as well where you can you can look at you know different places and see how well they are doing on Airbnb. So from a research perspective, if you've if you've gotten the location down, uh, you might want to just buy a report of AirDNA to get some more information, or you could even look at some of the most profitable places in in the U.S. Um, I know from the latest reports that Nashville always shows up really high on those mm-hmm. uh, on those lists. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how I would go about it. That's great advice. Yeah, and that, that's very relevant. You know, obviously to me being here in Los Angeles, even just from my rental and the fate of that, because you know Airbnb has been uh, keeping me abreast. They call me periodically with, you know, they really need people to be out there. We've been having hearings here for city council. Apparently, they've been spearheading, certain city council members have been spearheading initiatives to limit home sharing here. And, uh, you know, with the obvious factors, the other factors behind that, like the hotels and and such, and the shortage of of housing and stuff. So apparently, they're coming. This was the last one yesterday, the hearing. They were going to hear both sides, and they'll be coming to a vote within the next few months, I believe if not sooner. So it's going to be interesting to see. I've read a couple articles recently, you know, just how how much money is coming in for the city. So it, it's hard to see that being limited, Airbnb, but you never know. So I'm definitely, uh, I'll be I'll be waiting to hear about that. And that's great advice. Yeah, so hopefully, definitely, yeah hopefully it won't be too strict, the regulations. Yeah, that would be a bummer to, to see them uh, put a cap on the amount of nights or, or something like that. But there definitely are a lot of rent Airbnb rentals out there, especially in Venice Beach, where I am. So definitely been looking at some places there. Santa Monica apparently has clamped down on it. But whether it's being enforced, because, you know, in New York, there are some pretty strict regulations. They're not quite enforced. That's another thing. So I think they're mainly targeting people who are posing as uh, just you know, one-time renters, but in reality, they have multiple listings and they're kind of going at it commercially. So that's kind of, I think, who they're targeting. But, you know, you want to keep it legit and within the law. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, I remember when I started in Amsterdam, it wasn't technically legal either and there was no enforcement. But, you know, as time passed, the sort of the regulations and the they were being enforced more and more and more until it reached the point where Airbnb actually started blocking the calendars. So, huh. you know, again, I, I really recommend that, you know, don't just look at the current situation, but also sort of look ahead and, and look at other cities to, you know, for clues as to what might happen in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be interesting for sure. I mean, it's, you know, with companies like Airbnb and Uber and, and Lyft and stuff, it's really they're cutting edge, you know, and it's hard to say what's going to happen with any of these. Absolutely. 
Mike, I thank you very much for being on the show today. Oh, it was awesome chatting to you. Absolutely, man. Oh, I should probably give a shout out to uh, Hostfully and thank you for showing me that awesome service. I mean, it's been amazing having that resource as well. So, and I want to thank them for featuring me soon <laughs> on their Medium blog, which um, I'm very uh, honored to be a part of that as well and to be on your podcast. So thank you so much, Jasper. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And for all the listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And of course, we'll be back in a few days. So hopefully I'll see you then. Awesome. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.